Welcome to our Frontline City Church podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. Oh, what an honor it is, and it's so great to hear what God is doing through everybody. Like I said, those that I haven't said hello to yet, hello, welcome. I have the privilege of inviting my special wife, Prophet Mandy Vessels, up to come and minister to you. And uh, she's had this word on her heart for a while. So get ready to be blessed. I've seen her process this and be there with God to really um, bring it to you today. So I'm excited about what God's going to do today. Go for it, my love. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, family. It's good to see you all. You may be seated. I'm doing something different today, but I believe it's what God wants. And I believe you need to really listen because God's talking. In 2011, Japan experienced a massive earthquake. 9.1 on the Richter scale. It was so bad that it shifted the axis of the earth by 17 centimeters. The days, the days have been shortened by 1.8 microseconds from that day onwards. It's one of the most massive earthquakes our planet has experienced. Another one, 18 March 2020, lawmakers in New Zealand voted on Wednesday to liberalize the abortion law and allow unrestricted access during the first half of pregnancy, ending the country's status as one of the few wealthy nations to limit grounds on abortion. Members of parliament also greatly loosened restrictions on abortion in the latter half of pregnancy, with the language that opponents say amounts to no meaningful limitations until the moment of birth. Agnes Lohey, a National Party member of Parliament who opposed the bill, said it would allow for abortion up to the moment of birth. Even if you don't, you can have the abortion, even if you don't want the gender that the baby has. If you wanted a boy and it's a girl, according to New Zealand, you can abort the baby, even to term. In my books, that's legalized murder. Twenty twenty. Pandemic, COVID, the coronavirus, cripples the world. A year ago, about a year ago, Oprah Winfrey did interviews with pedophiles where they agree that the pedophile can't help if he's attracted to children and it should be legalized. Why am I telling you this? Because family, 
We are living in the end times. And I have such an urgency in my spirit to tell you what the Spirit of God has been saying. Jesus Christ is coming back. He is coming back. And I'm going to tell you what the scripture says. Now, the term for end time sermons is called eschatology, but I'm not going to go into a deep study because you've got so many different things you can study and discuss and speak about. I'm going to lay it out for you very simply because I believe the gospel of Jesus Christ is a very simple gospel, but it's honest and it's straightforward. Amen. Are you interested? 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 to 5. But you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce and difficult for the people of God. We're not allowed to talk about God much anymore. We're not allowed to speak the truths of the Bible anymore. People will be self-centered lovers of themselves and obsessed with money. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock, mock all that is right. They will ignore their own families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. Listen to this. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander. Facebook? TikTok? New magazine? The juicier the story, the better. Come on. Oh, did you see on Instagram? Did you follow? And the whole world goes to look. And people spread stories that are not based on fact. And people spread slander and delight in another's downfall. It's interesting that the Bible spoke about this. They are slaves to their desires. They will be ferocious belligerent haters of what is good and right. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted and wrapped in clouds of their own conceit. They will define their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of loving God. They may pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Then the Bible says, stay away from these doesn't give any more, just says, stay away from these that pretend to be believers, but that are not. Does that sound a little bit about what's going on in our world today? Hey? Luke 21, verse 25 to 33. Expect to witness amazing and perplexing signs throughout the universe with the sun, the moon, and the stars. The raging of the sea will be bring desperation and turmoil to many nations. There's been an escalation of hurricanes on our earth. And the ferocity of the hurricanes is growing beyond measure. Earthquakes will bring panic and disaster. Come on, guys. What men see coming to the earth will cause the fear of doom to grip their hearts. For they will even see the powers of the heavenly realm shaken. And people say that speaks about an asteroid hitting earth. And at last, when you see the...
Son of Man comes, surrounded with a cloud, with great power and miracles, in the radiance of his splendor, and with great glory and praises. It will make you jump for joy. For the day of your transformation has arrived. People, I'm reading these scriptures because it needs to be told. We need to know that Jesus Christ is coming back. So I'm going to carry on. Are you with me? Matthew 24, verse 3 to 8. Later, when they arrived at the Mount of Olives, and I was talking, Jesus' disciples came privately to where he was sitting and said, Tell us, when are these things going to happen? And what supernatural sign should we expect to signal your coming and the completion of this age? Jesus answered, at that, at that time, deception will run rampant. So beware that you are not fooled. For many will appear on the scene claiming my authority or saying to themselves, I'm God's anointed, and they will lead many astray. There's many, many, many that saying that Jesus was just a good man and the Holy Spirit doesn't exist. You will hear of wars nearby and revolutions on every side, with more rumors of wars to come. Currently, there's about 40 wars and battles being fought on earth today, 2020. But don't panic or give in to your fears, for the breaking apart of the world system is destined to happen. Come on, guys. Didn't we see this happening recently with COVID? Yet be the end. It will still be unfolding. Nations will go to war against each other and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be terrible earthquakes, seismic events of epic proportions, horrible epidemics, and famines in place after place. Do you recognize what's happening? Then the Bible says, this is how the first contractions and birth pains of the new age will begin. When a woman goes into birth, about to give birth to a baby, to something new, okay? Those of you who are moms, you know, oh, enough. And the Bible says, the earth is groaning. The earth is groaning in childbirth. We are living in days when time is shortened. We are living in days where there's seismic events, where there's diseases and epidemics that can bring the world to a stop. So that the powers can be, can give you an injection with a chip in it so they can know where every single human being on this planet is. Thank God for people like Trump that refuse to support that. So, what's going to happen when these things start escalating? What does Jesus say? Jesus, according to what I see in the scripture... Jesus will meet his followers in the air. And unbelievers will be left behind. Yeah. 
What? I promise this is what the Bible says. And you can make up your own mind. Go read the Bible for yourself. Okay? It's so important that you take notes during the sermon. It's so important that you write down the scripture references. I could be sprouting all kinds of hogwash from the pulpit, and you have no reference when you go out here. Are you taking notes? Come on, guys. Have you got your phones? Have you got pen and paper? 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 16 to 18. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. In other words, all those who died as believers. When they die, their spirits are immediately with God. But when this trumpet sounds, their bodies, <laughs> what's left of it, dust to dust, is going to rise and meet with Jesus in the air first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. There's going to come a day when a trumpet's going to sound. And those who are followers of Jesus, in a split second, will be caught up in the air with him. And those who just say, oh, I'm a Christian, I go to church, do my tithe, but have no relationship with Jesus Christ. And all those that are not saved, have never met Jesus or surrendered to Jesus, will be left behind. I didn't write that this is what the Word of God says. Whew, it's not an easy word. This can happen at any moment. Ten minutes from now. Ten days from now. Ten years from now. I don't know. Matthew 24, verse 40 to 42. Then two men will be in the field, and one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grounding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Matthew 24, verse 42 to 44. So you, too, must keep watch. Who's you? That's you. Put your hand up. Okay? He's talking to you. So you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when you least expect it. The Scriptures are full of stories about the second coming of Jesus Christ. That the, 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 the bridegroom will come, and if you don't have oil in your lamp, you're going to be left out. There's all kinds of scriptures. You go read for yourself what the Word of God says. I'm here to sound the alarm. I'm here to tell you, Jesus Christ is coming back. Are you ready? Billy Graham 
one of the men of God that I so deeply admire. This is what he said. The Bible warns us against making precise predictions about the exact time of Jesus' return. But his return is certain. And we, will be, we are living in the last days before he comes again. Billy Graham says, the, Bab- the Bible says, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. Romans 13, 12. He goes on to say, the Bible tells us that he will come at any moment. And the signs warning of his coming become more and more obvious every single day. Once he comes, once he comes, it'll be too late to commit yourselves to follow him 100%. Now is the time to believe in him and follow him. Jesus says, as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me in John 9 verse 4. So what is the question is, if Jesus Christ was to sound that trumpet today and return, would you be ready? It's grown deadly quiet in here. If Jesus has Christ has to return today, would your friends be ready? Would your friends be ready? Let me ask you another question. If Jesus Christ had to return today, would your family be ready? If Jesus Christ had to return today, would your neighbor be ready? Would your boss be ready? Would your employees be ready? I want to ask you, what are you going to do about it? You see, Jesus is coming to take those that follow him. One second will be here. Next second will be gone. The Bible speaks about in the twinkling of our eye. Blink your eye. Everybody blink. Faster than that. Do you know how fast it is? I will tell you experience I had years ago. Um, I just got saved. I was about 18. And I'm sure I've told some of you this story already. And I was, had a friend that had a motorcycle. And I was riding the back of the motorcycle in rainy conditions on a road in Port Elizabeth similar to, uh, let's say, Hendrik Portgieter or Bayers Nordia. It was 5 o'clock traffic, and we were doing about 1890 on the bike. One second, I'm holding on, okay? And in the next microsecond, I was standing in the center island watching the motorbike go head over heels crashing. And in that moment, I looked to the side, and there was a man standing at the traffic lights there, and I will never forget the look on his face of complete and utter astonishment. I cannot tell you how I got from the motorbike to standing in the center island. But it was a split second. It was faster than I could blink. 
I stood there and watched the accident happen to my friend that I should have been killed. I tell you what, Jesus is going to come. It's going to be faster than a split second. And those who are in Christ are going to be caught up. And those who are left behind, sure, the world says great tribulation. It's going to be so hard. It's going to be terrible. That's what the Bible says. Go read it. That's what the Bible says. I'm not yet to get into empty arguments about, you know, tribulation before or after or mid or whatever. I'm telling you now, Jesus Christ is coming back. Are you ready? What are you doing about your friends? What are you doing about your family? What are you doing about your loved ones? I don't want to offend them, you know. What will they say? What will they think? If Jesus came tomorrow, wouldn't you be out of the street compelling everybody that you know? Come, you've got to come. You've got to come. You've got to meet Jesus before it's too late. And maybe you think I'm talking fear. No. Because we have a hope when we serve Jesus Christ. We have a hope. We're going to celebrate with joy. I'm going to be caught up in the clouds. The trumpet's going to sound. And I'm not going to worry a bit more about the pain of earth. I'm going to be caught up in the clouds with him. To live with him forever and ever and ever. What are you doing about your loved ones? So yes, some things you can... You go. You go tell them to come. You go tell them to come. You compel them. You grab them. You know, the Bible speaks about uh, the wedding feast of the Lamb. And many were invited. But those that were invited didn't bother to pitch. And the wedding feast was set. There's many out there that will come. There's many out there that are longing to meet the Jesus Christ we serve. To have an encounter with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What are you going to do? You go. It should be your heart's burning desire to tell people... Don't waste time. You've got to come to church. You've got to give your heart to Jesus. So if you don't go, what can you do? You send. You send. You serve. I will do whatever it takes. I will give of my time and my comfort and I will serve so that people can have the opportunity to meet Jesus Christ before it's too late. What are you going to do about it? You can support financially. If you can't go, we want to send. We want to send. We have one evangelist. In the church. 
Where's the rest? God's calling and he's going to raise up the office of evangelist in these last days. Because God is concerned for the harvest that is out there. We sing the song, Break Out the Walls. Well, church, it's time we broke out these walls. It's time we get out there and we tell people about Jesus. Oh, I'm so shy. It's not in my character. What will they say? What if I get it wrong? What, what, what? So what? Years ago again, I had a friend who thought he was a Christian. He lived a reasonably good life. And again, a motorbike. You can see I was a motorbike. Crazy person. Um, speed freak. I never speed anymore. Now okay. um, I obey the rules as best as I can. I had a friend. And he was living a life that wasn't right with God. He was living in sin. But he went to church. He was doing all the little things that Christians do. And he spoke Christianese. You know what Christianese is? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm so blessed. But he was getting it on with his girlfriend. That afternoon, they were riding on the freeway. And a car with a trailer came past. And the trailer unhooked. And they were instantly killed. And I think back, and I think, God, if only I had the courage to warn Ferdy, Ferdy, I have no idea where he is. It's not worth the risk, people, to wait. I've lost enough loved ones in my life to have great regrets that I wish I'd spoken more, that I wish I'd loved more, that I wish I'd got over myself to tell people about this Jesus Christ that's real and has changed my life. What are you going to do? Are you going to sit back and wait for the pastor to do it? I went to the optometrist the other day for an eye check. And every opportunity I get, I, I ask God, give me an opportunity to bring Jesus in. Somehow, somewhere. So they do the medical check on you. And they ask, have you had any illnesses? I said, I must just tell you. Do you want to hear? Yeah. So, and for the next hour, I proceeded to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with my optometrist. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? On Friday, Pastor Wendy and Dad and I went to a coffee shop. 
and the waiter I'd seen before we had got to know. And when we walked in, he said, ah, it's you. And he started talking about Jesus because once uh, we blessed him with an amount of money, just because, okay, we doubled the bill and gave him the rest. And I prayed for him to commit his life to Jesus. He was so grateful. He was still remembering when we walked in. What are you doing? What about your friends at school, at college, at work? What are you doing? What are you doing? If you're too shy, then empty your wallet and let somebody else do it. You partakers of that. Come on. If we can support evangelists, that they will go out there and bring the harvest in. Imagine. 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 The promise. In the New Testament, we read that Christ said in John 14, verse 2 to 3, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, you may be Jesus Christ has gone to prepare a place, a mansion for you. But we're not going to be selfish and say, oh, I'm saved. I'm just going to bite my time till the sweet by and by. I know somebody, I saw somebody suffer in ICU. And they suffered on the brink of death. Horribly, painfully, that I couldn't even look at them. But they got to know Jesus before they died. Have you ever seen somebody suffer? What are you going to do about it? Ah, you know, I'm going to miss my TV show. Oh, the pastor's going too long. I'm going to miss the Grand Prix. For those of you who are speed freaks, I'm not looking at any of the men or women. Hey, Connor. Jesus promised he's coming back. And we are to comfort one another with these words. We're not to wait in terror. Because as believers, we have hope about his coming. Oh, come on. There's many mansions. He's got a place prepared for you. You know what? Exactly. You like it. What do you like? My mansion is going to have lots of swimming pools in it. Water flowing all through it. But the most awesome... Is going to be the presence of God the Father that is going to permeate every atom 
of everything in heaven. And we're going to know him. And we're going to love him and see him face to face without fear because of Jesus. Have you told people how you've met Jesus? Have you told people how Jesus filled that empty void in your life? Why are you here? Because it's a good thing to feel good to get your weekly boost? Or are you here to celebrate Jesus with other believers? We've got to get the guys out there. We've got to get them in so they can learn and experience about Jesus. This church is going to change. I don't care what your age is. We're going to have young people leading home cells with people older than them. We're going to have people that have been saved within this last year that is going to be leading groups of people because they have a passion for Jesus. Yeah, we got systems of discipleship in place. But we will not get religious in this church anymore. We are going to do whatever it takes. And I invite the church. And I invite all the people here. Let's do something. Let's come up with ideas. Let us get off our behinds. And stop being pew warmers. And let's get the lost in by whichever means possible. If you see your child is walking to the edge of a, a cliff, what are you going to do? You will run and you will grab them. Humanity is walking off a cliff into hell. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? In Acts 11, uh, 1 verse 11, around about there, um, Jesus was getting ready to ascend, and then he ascended, and some of his disciples and his friends from Galilee were watching and waiting when two angels appeared to him. And they said to them, Why do you gaze up into heaven? This same Jesus who has taken up from you into heaven will come in like manner as you saw him going to heaven. This is God's promise to you. Jesus Christ is coming back. He is. You don't have to believe me. But he is. Are you ready? Or are you going to just live a good little Christian life? It's time, family. I'm challenging all of you. Just pray. You know, I'm going to bring you a word God has laid on my heart. And this is for the church, this church, and the church worldwide, and everybody that wants to believe and wants to hear. 
The Lord God is giving the earth a season where there will be a chance to walk in restoration. There will be a chance to recover for a season, a respite. But as you walk in this, it's for a purpose. The world system, with Satan behind it, wants to control your every move. Number one, get out of debt. You've got a couple of years. A couple of years. That's on the card. Get out of debt. Do whatever it takes to get out of debt. Because all hell will break loose. We are living in the last days. The scripture speaks about when Israel becomes a nation. That generation will be the last generation. Israel became a nation in 1948. It speaks about when the fig leaf bears fruit again or blossoms in Israel. It's the start of the end. 1967. We are living in the last days. Whether you want to believe it or not. And I have to tell you this. Jesus Christ is coming. Are you ready? And what are you going to do? We've got a season ahead of us. We've got a season ahead of us. A respite. A time for the church to take a breath. But I will not stay in a holy huddle. I've made a decision. I will do whatever it takes to expand God's kingdom and take as many people with me before they go over the edge into hell. They've got to come with me to heaven. And if perchance you suddenly find all those that you knew are gone, I think that'll be a very terrible thing. I can't imagine what it'll be like to be left behind. But we don't fear because we love Him with our lives. We hold on to the promise that before it gets too bad, He's coming to fetch us. That's what He said in the Bible. If I have to say every scripture, we will be here forever. Okay? Go read for yourselves. I've just touched here and there. And I felt I had to bring this word. I had to bring this word to let you know we cannot play at church. We cannot play at Christianity. So I want to ask you, if God has spoken to you, and He's spoken to your heart, 
not to give your heart to Jesus, but to respond to him. I'm not going to call you to the front. If God, by his spirit, has spoken to you and quickened you with the urgency of what's happening, you stand to your feet. Not for me. As a witness to him that you're saying, yes, Lord, I hear your call. Lord Jesus, I'm not even looking because you know and you see. Holy Spirit, I've given them your word that you're coming back soon. I've been obedient to a very hard word. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you will cause them to rejoice. Because of the promises of God, we sing you faithful God and you are faithful to your word. And you are faithful to us that have said, yes, Lord, you are our Lord and our Savior. And so again, we surrender. So again, we surrender. Jesus, flood our beings with the urgency and the love that you feel for the last. We can do this, Lord. You've given us Holy Spirit. We have nothing to fear. You promised you're coming back and you're coming to fetch us. And we surrender. We surrender. We surrender. We hope that you enjoyed today's message. Our services are streamed live on our Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9.30. For more information and resources, please go to our website www.frontlinecitychurch.co.za or look us up on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.